wanted to do a little activity with us this morning. So you can either close your eyes or you can keep them open. It's up to you. But I want you to choose somebody you know quite well, either in your family or your close circle of friends that lives here in Powell River. If you're online, choose someone who lives in your town and just picture this person in your mind. Now, you do not have any technology. You have no cell phone. You have no vehicle. It's like ancient times. And you need to find this person. And they're not with you. Where, where do you picture them? And what do you picture them doing? Now, if you're going to search all over Powell River for this person, it's, it could take hours to walk to where you think they are. So you really want to be certain. So give your very best guess. Where do you think they are? And where, what do you think they'd be doing? When I did this activity with my son, he said, Mom, is it a Wednesday or a Saturday? Like, what day of the week is it? Because that will determine where I'm going to go look for them. <laughs> um, can I have a volunteer who just wants to share who they pictured? Yeah? Who did you picture? Does anybody know? Pierre? Okay. Thanks, Craig. Come on up. Yeah. Just share who you pictured, where they were, and where, what you pictured them doing. I took an easy one. I took my grandson. I know he's sleeping right now in his bed. <laughs> we are so accustomed to technology that if we wanted to find someone, we usually just pull out our phone, use a GPS, hop in a vehicle, look in a few places. But imagine if you were in ancient Jerusalem and you thought, I really need to find Jesus. And you couldn't just pull out your phone and call him. That is and awesome you couldn't, he came in, maybe you could it. ask around a few other people, but uh, really you just wanted to start walking. Uh, this morning. <laughs> so Melissa just texted me you, yesterday saying she wanted to our knowledge talk about this. Of and so, people um, to find them. Who are they? Yeah, where where Jesus would they be? Is, is where and what would found. they be doing? And and what is he I kind of want to change serving, that whole what would others. Jesus what a, do into what, what did Jesus word. do? What did and, and Jesus Melissa do? Used, um, and I want to read John 12, 26. And as it I was says, Jesus that, is talking like, to his disciples and he says, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, Jesus my servant also today. will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And, and sometimes um, we become familiar with I asked a friend the other day, God when do you feel us? closest to the we Lord? Where do you with, find Jesus? Um, even just and the answer was like, cozied up in or what our, my chair um, with my Bible open. And I said and to her, you know, I sort of thought that was my answer too. We actually too. have no idea um, what that is. But when we to be totally God, vulnerable and honest, when we there's so many Jesus, times I just close my Bible and I go, eh, sometimes it's not I just that didn't of feel someone it. who would come and wash I our just feet. feel disconnected. But of someone who and, you, would and your heart cries out, <laughs> where are criticize you? Where I we want are. to feel you. And, and this, I want to hear you. I want to know you. I want to be connected to uh, you. And so my word this home, morning and my encouragement right now, is to do what Jesus did. And, I feel and like as you find ourselves with in him, different journeys, and I've is, gone through you will feel connected to him. Where, you know, 
So what sort of Even, things did uh, Jesus not do? Not as a Christian, I mean, where I felt completely unworthy. Well, uh, the one I want to focus on is John or thirteen, where I verses fourteen to seventeen. He just and I carry my washes his disciples' garden. feet. The Lord of all and then even chose to serve in the most humble way by washing the dirt and the road dust off of his disciples' feet. And he says, now that I, your Lord, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Rather, a God who's looking at my feet. I set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth: no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Christ died for us. And there that are times I sit in my rocking chair by my fire with my Bible open and I'm really cozy and comfortable and I do connect with him. But I have felt him say to me, go Jesus serve other people. Serve I want your kids, serve your family, serve that people that don't like you everything. and bless and those who persecute you and pray a, for them. A little boy growing and up in as church, you that join was my greatest in fear. with what Jesus is, is doing Jesus all the time, Everything. You will connect with Everything him. I did behind the closed door. And that door. might look different for everybody. Everything I'm not advocating for a busier parents. life. I'm point. saying do what you Everything are doing that I hide with from great love my wife or and great from humility anyone here. and service. Anything I hide and every mask I put on. And I want to encourage Jesus anyone who feels disconnected from Jesus as the head of the body and to love and serve other people actively. For you. To connect with him. This morning, this because where is he is, the there we need to go. That he's here this morning to wash your feet. And as he was washing his disciples' feet, his instruction to them was then to go wash others. That this is actually the overflow of our encountering of the gospel. That as Jesus meets us, where we are right now, whether we are super connected, we're tight, we're good, or we're incredibly distant to the point where we are sitting right here right now questioning, God, are you, are you real? Or we're having a hard time uh, balancing, you know, things that we don't understand and we feel disconnect, disconnected from the God that my parents served or my friends served or or even that I served. In the midst of that, Jesus is here and saying, I, I don't want to answer you. He said, I, I don't want to necessarily answer your question. I want to wash your feet. It's, it's a picture of love. I want to get to the lowest position possible that you are above me and I will love you. This is Jesus' invitation. Uh, Melissa asked you to, to kind of to do a visual practice. I, I want us to do another visual practice. I kind of want you to imagine the worst thing that you have done. The thing that you thought before was so unforgivable in someone else, but now you're walking in that too. And you thought, how did I even get here? If you can begin to picture that, it's in that moment that Jesus says, I want to wash your feet.
where he takes it. Now, there's another picture of this actually happening to Jesus. And it was Mary, a prostitute, who had been exiled by everyone around her. And she came and she poured out her kind of most expensive perfume on his feet and washed Jesus' feet with her hair. Now, I find that interesting because it was in her brokenness that she poured out everything she had. And yet this is the very act that Jesus has done for each and every one of us. He poured out everything and got low for us. The key is, while we were still separated from God, the angriest you can picture God, Jesus said, I want to wash your feet. I feel like this is a two-pronged message. First of all, Jesus is here to wash your feet. (laughs) And I think for some of us, I think we need to let him. We're hiding something that he's already called loved and beautiful. And he's, he's, he's wiping and washing it away. But the second thing, I've been observing really with a broken heart. And I've been hesitant to even comment on is the second part. When he says that the greatest in heaven will be the least here on earth. That we, as people who have had our feet washed by Jesus, should go and wash others' feet. The, The church that should be the first in line to serve others. I've been mourning because I've been watching what the Bible calls the bride of Christ act anything like that. And, And sometimes when preachers or pastors or teachers talk about the bride being anything other than the bride of Christ, we talk about like, Ooh, egregious sin or, or uh, we're not worshiping right or we're not looking right or, or we're not holy enough. But as, as I'm standing here speaking, I really feel the Holy Spirit saying it's that we have stopped washing feet and instead we've been trying to judge feet, instruct feet. This is what feet should look like. This is what you should do. And we've become so distracted by the goings-on of today that we're missing the focus of God, which is, I have come to wash everyone's feet. It is the pure, unadulterated gospel of Christ. And you know, overgeneralized we have been gospels of anything but the gospel of Christ. Hear me. We've been gospels of what we think is right. We've been gospels of what we've been hearing. We've been, uh, uh, you know, we've been proclaiming division, anger, separation, hate, 
and we have rested in the name of his word and who God is. We have become the wolves that we warn everybody about. And we've done it dressed quite nicely, looking really good and sounding very Christian-y. But this morning, I would like to invite you to examine the, the evidence of your life right now, the evidence or the fruit of what you've been saying, what you've been believing, and what you've been doing, what we've been consuming. We've never been in an age where more people have said things like, I, you know, I am informed, or I am educated, or I am this, or I am that. We have consuming so much information. And we feel like the result of that is holiness. But I'm really asking you to evaluate your fruit. Because if what is coming out of your life right now is anger, frustration, division. I mean, there's, there's other adjectives. Then what you have been consuming and what is coming out of your mouth is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I want you to hear my heart. But I don't know if I can be any more gentle. So many times people think when, when someone is speaking like this, that it's that group over there. It's that group over there. When if we can divide into two groups, let me say both groups speak out of fear, anger, hurt, division. And this morning, if the, the main thing you are consuming and the main thing coming out of your mouth is not the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you have missed the plot. If our actions are not washing the feet of the people around us, then we have completely missed the message. Jesus came to wash our feet so that we can wash the feet of others. And the message of the gospel is that Jesus is continually washing our feet so we are always worthy to bow down and wash another. And as I wash my neighbor's feet, then they wash their neighbor's feet. There has never been a move of God that did not start with repentance, with turning. And so this morning, can I invite us to turn, to take an honest, 
evaluation and ask ourselves, am I angry? Am I hurt? Am I bitter? Am I frustrated? Am I scared? And then if the honest answer is yes, this is an invitation to Jesus. Wash my feet. I've noticed that it's really hard to worry about, um, if I can just continue with the analogy, to worry about the condition of our feet when we're washing others' feet. So some of us just need to get, oh, um, need to get, I can't think of the expression without a bad one. Just, we need to stop looking at ourselves. We got to get away. It's not about you and it's not about me. It's not about my offense. It's not about my right. It's about Jesus, his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And if you're fighting for something that isn't that kingdom, then you're fighting the wrong battle. Many men and women of faith I fought battles in the name of Jesus Christ, yet they're not the battles that Jesus wants us to fight. God is good. God is in control. God is the ultimate judge, and he brings the ultimate justice. When we as Christians try to carry that in the name of God, we're carrying something that isn't ours, and it's really heavy. If we can uh, go back to Sunday school, uh, I can't think of a single Sunday school lesson that doesn't talk about David. Now, David, before he was crowned king, uh, met his brothers in battle. They were fighting the Philistines. And there stood Goliath, big and strong. Looked completely hopeless for the people of Israel. David stands and says, I will take him on, the littlest of all. So Saul, who was bigger than David, was more prepared than David, said, hey, wear my armor, carry my sword. But it was too big for him. David went out with his sling and his rocks, and he took down Goliath. This morning, um, some of the things that we have been fighting for, some of our personal convictions, some of the things we really, really believe in, has been like wearing Saul's armor. And God's saying, I'll wear that armor. I got that. But this is what I need you to do. Wash your neighbor's feet. Get low. So uh, this morning, that's all I'm going to say. And instead, um, I'm just going to invite a time of response. Um, so this morning, I just invite you to stand with me. Um, first of all, if you, thank you, Greg, very much. If you have never had the opportunity 
to truly ask Jesus to wash your feet. If you have never had an opportunity to accept the free gift of grace, love, and acceptance that, that God has made available to you, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If you're watching, if you're here, I don't want to pretend that we've all believed, but this morning I invite you to believe. Believe that he loves you and that while you are still disconnected with God, while you are still out in the sea of doubt and confusion and God, are you all those questions? Out in the, all of that, Jesus still died for you then I want you to accept that invitation and I want to pray for you this morning. I want to lay hands on you. The Bible says that when we are saved, we're also filled with his Holy Spirit that produces love, joy, peace, pain. It produces the evidence of washing feet. And I want to pray for you there. Second, if you're watching this and, 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 or hearing this, I want us to be open to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because if we're not open to be corrected, then we're already in the wrong. And so I want to make room for an actually evaluation where we actually ask the Holy Spirit, am I washing feet or am I hurting? Am I demonstrating love, grace, kindness, or am I not? Am I where Jesus is? What a great question, Melissa. Am I where Jesus is? I think for some of us where that passion has gone away is because we've lost that, because the gospel is like a self-igniting fire. It never goes out. But the further away we get from it, the further away, the smaller that light dims because we, we were away from the source. Does that kind of make sense? We've drifted. And so if you've drifted, uh, this is time to turn, to repent, say, God, I'm sorry, to get back to the gospel, the love. And like third, I... We just begin to ask in that process, Holy Spirit, how do I wash the feet? <laughs> because there is an entire city walking around feeling completely unworthy who are going to all these different sources to find the one thing that's able to fully wash their feet and coming up short. And we have it. We have it. So I want to break off the fear that holds people back. Because church, can I be honest with you? We have done more damage than healing. And it's time for that to stop. So this morning, let's just position ourselves to respond. First of all, if you have never made the decision... Or maybe you have, but I don't know. It just didn't feel real. This is an invitation for, for Jesus to wash your feet. I want to invite you to begin to come forward, and I'm just going to begin to pray for you.
for everyone else, we're just gonna sit in this atmosphere and you're just gonna begin to ask, evaluate. And uh, if God is stirring, I invite you to move into repentance. The altars are open. It's been a traditional place for people to come forward and symbolically lay things down. Maybe some of us need to lay some stuff down. Maybe some of us need to lay some of our beliefs, some of our fights down. Say, God, you be the judge, you be justice. I've just come to serve. Repent that way. Again, if you need any prayer ministry, I believe that God heals today, that God saves today, and that actually is the evidence of the gospel is signs, wonders, and miracles. He's, he makes us whole. So I want to be available for that too. So wherever you find yourself comfortable or not comfortable, I'll wear a mask. I will pray. I'll do it. I, I want no boundaries to experiencing what God wants and has for you.